This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is getting past date number three. Yes. How can you get past that date? Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, the most common lies people tell on dating apps, and the cost of having a child. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener getting mixed signals and another 63-year-old listener whose new guy only wants to have phone sex with her. Oh, my God. (laughs) Loving this lady so much. First, Angela, it's just you and I this week. What's going on in your week? Um, Well, I'm definitely not as exciting as our 63-year-old listener, so that (laughs) makes me really sad. Uh, But hi, girl. Hi. Uh, so what's going on in my week? I, I have a good friend story. Uh, I've sworn to keep it anonymous, so hopefully I don't mess that up. But <laughs> so <laughs> I hope you do mess it up. <laughs> Just kidding. We so we talk a lot about, on the show about how like you can consider somebody your ex even if they were never really your boyfriend. Yes, I do that with pretty much everyone. Because <laughs> yeah, there's really only like. Two people before Nick where we called each other boyfriend and girlfriend. But at right. this point, there's a whole host of people that we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's my ex. Yeah, yeah. Same. And, like, I totally support that when it's, like, for venting purposes or just, like, for storytelling purposes. But, like, so I have a friend who has one of those situations where they're an ex that was never a boyfriend and she's letting it uh, negatively affect her life. Let me explain. So she started talking to this guy that she went to college with and is interested in dating him. And they like each other and they text all the time. But she doesn't want to go out with him because his current roommate is this one of those kinds of exes. And I'm like, listen, first of all, we are 29-year-old ladies. This, like, hookup thing happened in, oh, I don't know, the summer of... 2008 maybe yeah so i'm like 10 years ago i'm like he literally went down on you for a summer like he's like (laughs) i mean you can call him your ex but he's not your ex um it like is it that weird for you to go out with his roommate like a decade later and apparently it is she thinks i don't know i'm on i'm on i'm siding with her really please explain it to me because i was like what i don't i can't understand this there are certain people that at the time were not necessarily my boyfriend per se but like it like the connection I would say with certain people that were not necessarily my boyfriend like is sometimes stronger than people that actually were if that makes sense so I would say like if you spend a summer like going down on someone I think I could see it intimate I could see it being like weird to date their roommate I don't know I I can see it being weird because like yes that was 10 years ago but I've been with Nick for eight and a half and there's certain people that like I like Hypothetically, if I was single that I dated like before Nick, I would not go out with their roommate. I just wouldn't. There'd be, yeah. there'd be, that would be so weird. I get what you're saying. How like if you had like this like emotional connection, whatever, but like it wasn't really like that. Like she didn't even like him that much. And I think she's literally, she's like, it, it'll just be awkward. It'll just be awkward. And she can't get over that like awkward hump. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It probably will be awkward if you go over there, like maybe like the first three times. But I have to imagine after that, like if he's not over it and you're not over it after that then you both have some stuff going on i mean 
yes. I don't know. I'm siding with her. I think it would be super weird. And unless she thinks like her and this roommate are like the real deal and she's letting this stop them from like, you know, she's letting this guy she hooked up with for a summer stop the potential like love of her life that, you know, then I get it. Like it's an issue. But if she's like, it sounds like she's probably not even sure about the roommate. Because if she really well, that's a good felt point. that strongly about the roommate, she probably wouldn't make anything stand in her way. So this is just like one excuse of many. Yeah, she's part like, of me is like, are you making up excuses? Yeah, I think she's not that into the roommate. And then on top of that, she's like, you know, I'm not even into it. So like why even put myself through some awkward shit for some guy that I'm not even that really into, you know? Right. Because like really if you're that freaked out, like he could just come to your place. Or like, you know, eh, it's still places. weird, like to date like a friend who's like seen you naked. A friend I, it's still his roommate has yeah, seen you naked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess like among my friends, maybe we do have like a code. Like it would be weird if one of my good friends went out with somebody, even if I just hooked out up with them in college. Right? Yeah. Totally. I don't I just want my friend to be happy. I want her to be happy too, but I'm siding with her. I think it'd be soups weird. Just saying. Well, I'll let you guys know what happens, but good to know. Good to know that, that you support her. If you guys want to vote, send send me an email and tell me what you think, and then yeah. I'll have my opinion formed. Yeah, the voting. Let's come up with the voting so it's simple <laughs> for people. If they email contact, this is why your single show.com, the subject line could say uh, pro, pro down and dirty. Right. And that means, what does that mean? <laughs> I think that means <laughs> that you support them not getting together because she got down and dirty with that guy right right and then pro double dipping no i guess it's not called <laughs> double dip pro pro roomies pro, pro. I, man i was gonna be really confusing just be like your friend should go out that guy or she shouldn't okay <laughs> all right fine i was trying to be creative blueberry breeze <laughs> blueberry breeze blueberry breeze petunia pickleback <laughs> only our true listeners will know what that yeah. means that was an Easter egg for you guys. Yeah. Um, anyway, what's going on in your week? So I'm pregnant. All the thing, all the feelings, all the feels. Mm-hmm. And all the hormones. All the hormones. But but what I really want to talk about is I have been on a quest since I got pregnant to meet some mommy friends so that I don't feel isolated and that I have some some friends that are going through what I'm going through and that when we have our babies, we can like go to the park and stick our tits out together and breastfeed. <laughs> I think that's really smart. <laughs> and, uh, but this has been a lesson in like not being judgmental. Oh. And in meeting people who have different like thoughts and values about child rearing. Oh. So boy. it's been a thing. Okay. First thing, circumcision. Mm, these are we're gonna get into some hot button sensitive topics right now i i'm jewish mm-hmm. and have no plans to circumcise my child i think it's personally from the research i've done there's no medical benefit it's genital mutilation the only reason that i see to circumcise my child is so that maybe he like doesn't feel that weird in school but more and more people our age at least in like the little liberal bubble that i live in uh-huh. are not circumcising their sons because it's really like a it's a cultural thing it's a religious thing and it's a cultural thing and it's mostly only done in america most countries around the world do not circumcise unless you're 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 jewish and 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 a couple other religions too Uh, but a lot most european people are not yeah but i have to be like i've learned that i've had to be like really careful 
with what I say, it's like really like you got to like tiptoe around it, you know, when like it comes up because like I I don't want to be like I can't say to someone like it's totally genital mutilation and like a brutal thing to circumcise your kid. If someone's like, oh, I plan to circumcise my kid because then I'm an asshole. Well, I think personally I get it. I I have a lot of friends also that are plan on not circumcising their kids, but I do think it's a little extreme to call it genital mutilation, even though like it is literally <laughs> what it is, but that's just like a loaded. I know a phrase. loaded phrase. So I need to be careful with that. I'm learning, Angela. Yeah, I'm learning because when people ask it, I need to like be careful not to like go off on my viewpoints, you know? Right. But all I want to do is pull up videos and like show people and be like, you should watch this documentary or let me show you this. There's this video call from Adam Ruins Everything, which is yeah, a great comedy, yeah. very informative comedy show. Uh, Angela, you should not watch it since you're looking for rings because there's they have a whole episode on diamonds. I know, I know. Diamonds are worthless. Diamonds right? are worthless. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, Nick, then <laughs> I think we watched that like right before we got engaged and it <laughs> did not make us feel good about <laughs> spending boatloads of money on a ring. But uh, but they're still so pretty. Anyways, uh, but they have a whole, it's like five, ten minutes, five minutes on circumcision. Very informative. So that's one thing. Another thing was I went, I signed up for this like mommy retreat upstate where I was hoping I would like meet a bunch of new mommies and be like, oh, we're on like retreat. It'll be like summer camp where we like bond and uh, I connect with all these mommies. Yeah, sounds good. Not a lot of mommies signed up. So there was only like four of us. One I already knew. (laughs) And and the other. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure to get along with the other two mommies. (laughs) And the other two. And the other two were like, they were like second time mommies, which, which is great. But like, you're just not. Like, there's just a thing with, like, first-time mommies, like, doing it together for the first time. Yeah. You're, like, you're, like, you got all the questions. Like, second-time mommies, like, at least, uh, this is going to sound like I'm generalizing, but they, they are, I've, I've met a lot, they're a little know it all oh. Well, you know. Man, motherhood is so clicky. Well, they have experience, which they do. They do know a lot. But it's just, it's kind of fun to be doing, like, the new research together sure you know like second time moms are like oh this breast pump's the best i'm like well do you know about the willow because it just came out last month and apparently that's the shit and they're like I, well that's not what i use i'm like yeah well you had your first kid five years ago so shit oh is, shit shit's changed you know it all mommy <laughs> anyway so they were second <laughs> time mommies and they were like you know they were very nice but like you know they could sometimes come across a little know it all and, and anyways it was just i wanted to bomb with like other first time moms okay and uh also, a thing with the 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 second time mommies was they they just happened to be anti vaxxers Okay, well that <laughs> is a bigger issue. <laughs> and I am not an anti vaxxer but I'm also very like wary of big farm <laughs> and like where the money goes. Yeah, so I would say in general when it comes to like most things, besides. I guess besides circumcision, because but that you can't really be gray when it you can't be in like the it's circumcision is like a black and white thing. Sure, you either do it or you don't. Yeah, you can't like cut off half the penis. No, no. <laughs> then they would definitely have a complex. <laughs> so that's something where you kind of do have to be on one side or the other. But with most things, when it comes to parenting and life in general, I'm like a very, I'm almost always in the gray. You know, <laughs> where I'm like, I don't know. For vaccines, I'm like, yeah, they'm so grateful for. Modern medicine that has eradicated diseases that sure, that hasn't made it to other countries currently, and you can see the effects of not having vac- vaccinations. A hundred percent, not it good. Kill you know for years ago, like 
hundreds of thousands of children would like die and like polio was like a real thing. Anyways, so <laughs> what a bold stance. Polio was a real <laughs> it was a real <laughs> we're gonna get some hate mail. <laughs> it was a real concern. But I'm like, okay, maybe I might spread out the vaccines a little bit and like are there certain ones? I don't know. I'm doing my research. But sure. I was like with these mommies that were like total anti vaxxers. They were like against, you know, no antibiotics, which like I said, I'm in the gray. We live in a country that gives too many antibiotics to people. Sure. But the, and you the, build up no immunity. As someone who used to work with children or Oh it, yes, you used to work at Jimboree. Yeah. Give me your opinion. Well, we had a big issue because there were some moms like that, and it's really dangerous to have older kids that are not vaccinated around infants because infants are too young. Like even if the parent wants to like believes in vaccination. You can't get vaccinated until you're older. So if you have like this unvaccinated kid running around that's like gotten something, they can like pass it on to the baby. And And it can be fatal. Yeah, it can be fatal. So we had a big issue with that because there wasn't really any way to like regulate it within the – well, you know what? I shouldn't talk too much about (laughs) Jimboree. Maybe their policies have changed. I don't know. But like, you know, you don't know what kids are vaccinated and what kids aren't. So moms were getting nervous about like having their babies around other kids. But some, some schools and nurseries, I think like require it, but I guess, I guess Jimbery wasn't one of the ones that like asked people. Right. Cause they're not like a official nursery. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. So I don't know. I'm like trying to do all this research and I'm like looking into things, but yeah, sometimes things do make me mad. Like being pregnant and, and having like a baby. I'm like, I don't want anyone around that hasn't gotten like the whooping cough vaccine or the flu vaccine, you know, that like, I don't want anyone like around my baby. If you haven't had the whooping cough or the flu vaccine, like just, you know, it's some, in certain cases, yeah, it's selfish because you can pass it on to infants or the elderly or, or pregnant people that can't get certain vaccines. So, but anyways, it was all these like anti-vaxxers and they were like very strong in their beliefs. Well, that's super awkward because it was just the four of you. Like I imagine in like a cabin in the middle of the woods. So you were trapped. Yeah. So I was sometimes I've, I, and I, I wasn't in the mood to like debate. So I was just like sitting there quiet. Yeah. I'm working on like not being judgmental and being like, you know. I mean, I think it's a process, I Angela. Say, I say don't judge the circumcision moms, but you can judge the anti-vax moms a little bit. A little bit, Just right? like a little. Because You're if their loud. kid gives my kid polio, then like big judges on the polio. <laughs> I'll be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. All right. We're going to jump into the news, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Audible. Audible are a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, sunbathing, on the beach, running, road tripping, enjoying downtown time. Downtime. Maybe you're downtown. Yeah. Doing downtime. I spend a lot of my downtime downtown, personally. Uh, And one cool thing about Audible is that Angela and I have our own Audible book. This is Why You're Single is an Audible book. We were so excited when we got the... I guess it's like the audio rights deal with Audible. Right. But then we realized that meant we also had to record it ourselves. So. Well, I wanted that secretly the entire time I was pitching myself. I was like, so I don't know if you want to get like some, you know, professional book reader or celebrity. I don't know what they normally do for, for books on Audible. You know, but we do host a podcast. We do host podcasts. And they were like, that's great. You guys should both read your book. So we alternate chapters. I thought I was going to kill it because I've done like TV hosting before. And I was like, oh, no problem. Angela beat me do it, finishing her chapters by like two hours. And I felt like 
I was not the pro I thought I was. I am a speed reader, I guess. Um, but yeah, our, we're really proud of our Audible audiobook. And we also listen to tons of other books on Audible. And you can too. We do. So Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like our story. You know, if you want us to read you to bed at night, we got you covered. Audible members get a credit every month. Good for any audiobook in their store, regardless of price. And unused credits roll over to the next month didn't like your audiobook you can exchange it no questions asked plus your books are yours to keep with audible you can go back and re-listen anytime even if you cancel your membership start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free go to audible.com slash single or text single to 500-500 you can do it with audiobooks remember that is audible.com slash single or text single to 500-500 all right it is time for us to jump into what's in the news what have you been reading about in the news okay so i was reading these are the most common lies that people tell on dating apps by carrie rom uh, on the cut this is uh we've all been lied to or have we apparently this study um, from the Journal of Communication, the, the gist of it, what they found was that people do lie on dating apps, but they don't tell huge lies. They tend to tell what they call benign or butler fibs. Um, a butler fib is that thing where when you send a message about them to them and then like act like it was a mistake, which have you ever done that? I've done that. I love that. Wait, this explain o- it. Like give me an example. I don't, okay. I don't think I exactly know what that means. So shoot the, the author used it as an example where like, if you like, if I wanted to get your attention. So I sent a text to you. That's like, Oh, I had a great time with Laura the other night. Oh, I'm sorry, Laura. I didn't mean to send this to you. I was talking to someone else about you. Oh, so like a flat, <laughs> like a flattering. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've done that by accident, but never in good ways. Like, like well, whenever it's <laughs> negative, I do it by accident. Like if I'm like Nick's being such a dick, and <laughs> to like Nick, but like, but it's because I'm thinking of Nick as I'm texting that I accidentally extend it to Nick instead of you. Right. I, I've never Nick's never a dick, so I, that's of not course. that's a bad example because he's so nice. But maybe like with friends, I've done that. You know, where I'm yeah. like, fuck, yeah, I just told Tiffany. Oh my god, Knockwood. I haven't yeah. done that in years, but oh, god, it's the worst. I did that a few times at work. Not, not. I was never like talking shit, but it was just like n- went to the wrong person. You know, where it's like blah blah blah's late on this project, and I sent it to <laughs> blah blah blah. You know. Mm, well, I bet that got the project on time. No, ew, you want to die. That's what you want to do. <laughs> so even when you do it, like to be flattering, it's still technically considered a lie. And those are the majority of lies that people are telling. Are they always the flattering kind? Or no, they ever like talking shit? No, ones? sometimes it's 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 not always flattering. Sometimes it's bad stuff. But they're always like as minor as that. So these are the specific examples. They they uh, collected more than three thousand messages sent by roughly two hundred people during the discovery phase, which is the time between when you match and when you actually meet face-to-face. So these were the most common uh, benign lies. So they said, what the or the reasons for lies. So number one was to look better. They said more than a third of the deceptive messages were to look better. Um, in some cases, this meant pretending to have the same interests as whoever they were talking to. So the example they used was from the study. Somebody texted someone and said, all I want is to walk into a grocery store and buy the entire shelf of Bold Rock, which um, what? is apparently a type of cider. 
And it's like, obviously, you're exaggerating, but that counts as a lie. What? Like, this is confusing. Right. So that was like a third of the deceptive messages. Uh, number two was to get out of meeting. So just under 30% of lies were about the sender's time or lack thereof. They said things about sex schedule conflicts or exhausting days. Um, an example was, well, I have my finals on Wednesday and then I'm leaving on a vacation Thursday, so I won't be able to meet you for a couple of weeks. And maybe they weren't leaving on vacation right. that day. They were just trying to get out of meeting. Oh, yeah. Um, number three, to soften the blow of rejection. So this is like a subcategory of number two. These are follow-ups on the above lies. So these are just people who feel super, super guilty that lied a first time and then would send like another text. And we're like, oh, but I really wish I could go. Um, and just like, and they just, don't wish. Right. And it's just to save face in case you ever like run into each other in real life. Um, and finally, number four was to cover up a timing mishap, also a subcategory of number two. It's the I'll be there soon message. When you're nowhere close. When you're nowhere close, which I am most guilty of. <laughs> Definitely have sent that text to people that I was going on first date with. I have a question. If I, if I send a text that says en route, because that's usually what I say instead of like on my uh, way, I do en route, like a little like I'm French. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, if I'm like putting my shoes on does that count as en route I or do i need to be in the cab to be en route this is my rule and i probably shouldn't <laughs> give it away i think that shoes is stretching it but if you are on the other side of your door if you've made it past your door you're en route i say en route 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 um <laughs> but uh you know this is not from the study but just because you send a lie in your text message doesn't mean your relationship is doomed. I would just like to say that on my very first date with Ian, I was about 45 minutes late. What? And I sent several I'm almost there texts. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, why were you so late? I don't. I was late for dates a lot because I think I would wait till the last minute to get ready because I was always worried that they were going to cancel. They probably only slotted 45 minutes for your entire date. Most people like have well, I was never like I I mean, oddly enough, the person that I'm still with, I was the latest for. I was usually like, oh, like ten minutes, that's five minutes, but like, yeah, I was super late. But um, Ian also kind of messed up that date because he was like, oh, let's go to ABC Kitchen, which is this very nice restaurant here. You can't get in unless you have resis. Yeah, did not make a reservation. No, so he needed that time to stand there and wait for a table, which we never got, by the way. Even after 45... Yeah, no, I could have told him that. What is he thinking? So, yeah. Although, usually you can get a spot. If it's 45 minutes, you could usually get a cute little spot at the bar by that point. That's what he said, but it was super crowded. So, I was like, no. And clearly, we made the right decision. Yeah. We got to go talk somewhere quiet. Um, (laughs) We were made for each other. Yes. Both bad planners. Uh, But anyway, that was my story. What are you reading about? I'm reading our favorite Cosmo. Sexy. They write, these five figures show how expensive expensive it is to have kids in the United States today. This article was originally published on The Conversation via the Associated Press. It's written by Heidi Steinor. And uh, I put off reading this for quite a while. (laughs) I mean, it's too late now. (laughs) You're kind of stuck. So this is what she writes. Today, roughly one in five women in the U.S. does not have children. And this is in part to the decline in birth rate. Uh, Thanks in part to the decline in birth rate, for the first time in U.S. history, there may soon be more elderly people than children. Based on trends in costs, it's evident why so many families are choosing to have fewer children or in some cases, not at all. And 
what she comes to the conclusion of is the cost of having children in the U.S. has grown so much since the 1960s when the government first started collecting data on childhood expenditures. Uh, between 2000 and 2010, the cost shot up by 40%. Just take a guess on how much, on average, the American parent spends on child costs from birth until the age of 17, not including college. Oh, my God. I can't even... I don't even have a concept of how much money that not more money than not, I have but not including college so just just give me a guess um I don't know, a million dollars oh <laughs> well then this is gonna be a steal for you uh a, a qu- like a quarter million a little over a quarter million okay. two hundred and thirty three thousand six hundred and ten dollars on average that was in, in 2015 and that's probably if you don't send your kids to private school right this was yeah oh for sure for sure. I mean, this is an average, so I guess it maybe includes some people right. that did spend ten child to private school, some that didn't. Uh, so here's a couple things that are particularly costly. Labor and delivery. The overall costs of labor and delivery vary from state to state. Uh, expenses for delivery can range from 3000 to upwards of $37,000 per child for a vaginal delivery and 8000 to seventy if a C-section or special care is, is needed. Uh, these costs usually do not include there's additional fees for ultrasounds blood work or high-risk pregnancies which i am high risk our insurance does not cover the high-risk doctor that i'm seeing and we have to pay ten thousand dollars out of pocket for this high-risk doctor oh my god yeah it's oh, like the america yeah and we have like you know wonderful head gum podcast insurance <laughs> that doesn't cover my high-risk doctor so uh it's, it's costly um Another thing is child care and activities. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services deems child care affordable if no more than 10% of a family's income is used for that purpose. However, parents are currently spending 9 to 22% of their total annual income on child care per child. And American families will spend anywhere from $500 to $1,000 per season on extracurriculars like sports. So these are just a couple of the things that, that can add up into that quarter million dollars you're going to spend on your child. You know, I hear stats like this, and I, I think of it the same way as I think of, like, a wedding where I'm like, by the time I have enough money to afford that, I don't want to spend it on that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, I was talking to my friend about, I was like, you know, yeah, uh, we've been spending, like, a lot of money preparing for the kid. But, you know, it's just it's just right now. While we're like, you know, getting the nursery together and buying all of the things we need. And she was like, Laura, you're an idiot. It's always <laughs> going to be something. Yeah. Like, then you're going to need like kindergarten. Like, like it's always going to be something. So get right. used to it. And I was like, oh, you're right. You're going to want to pay for those mommy and me classes where your kid can get infected by an unvaccinated child. Yes. Goddamn anti-vaxxers. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not. I'm not black and white on the issue. I know. I know. We know. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. (laughs) All right. Uh, It is now time for us to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a quick break to think about all that money I'm going to be spending. (laughs) Just kidding. We're going to thank some of our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Scentbird. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service where you choose a new scent every month. Yep, they have over 450 designer brands from Prada, Gucci, Kate Spade, Nest, and more. You choose your fragrance, 
get a new scent each month, and they come in like these sleek little travel sprays that last 30 days or more. Yes, and we picked out some really fun ones for ourselves. I picked one out from Commodity. It was like a bergamot spray. Of course, of course. Yeah, you know, fancy for me. Um, And I got Elizabeth and James. It's like called Nirvana Black. Is that the Mary-Kate and Ashley? It sure is. Olsen twins. So here's the cool thing about Scentbird. Would I ever go to a store and be like, I'm going to buy Mary-Kate and Ashley perfume? Probably not, even though apparently they're super fashionable. But I tried it through Scentbird, and I love it. I'm going to buy a a big size bottle. Oh, there you go. That's the thing. Like, if you like it, you can like then buy the bigger version. Um, and I also like it because you know it's. I get bored. I personally get bored by the same perfume when I when I do buy the big bottle. So I like just getting like a new one every month. Keeps things exciting. Uh, and if you love trying new scents, not being married one to forever, or if you want to like try one out for a week, this is the thing for you. You know, the, the little samples you get from stores are like not enough for me to actually really experience the fragrance. Yeah, no, this is a great size, especially if you're packing and you're in a rush. You're just like, oh, just throw it in my bag. Yep. I, I'm so glad they became a sponsor of our, of our podcast because I had heard about them and seen them and was like, oh, I would really like to try them. And then I swear I like... It was like the universe listened to me because then three weeks later, they're like, oh, Scentbird's an advertiser. I was like, yes. Well, I appreciate you willing this into being because I benefited from it. <laughs> you sure did. And I did too. And that is why we love Semper.com. And check it out. If, see if you guys like it too. Visit Semper.com slash single. Use our code single for 50% off. That's only $7.50 for your first month plus free shipping. Go to scentbird.com slash single. Use our code single for 50% off your first month. Date a perfume before you have to commit to it forever. We would like to thank our sponsor, Knipe. Knipe is the plant-based solution to self-care. They have a product line all from plant-based ingredients that is vegan, dermatologist-tested and recommended, and they sent Angela and I a bunch of products that were so fun. Yeah, we got to try a bunch of their unique product lines, including their mineral bath, bath salts, their herbal bath oils. Their, they have joint and muscle like oil for after you work out. With Arnica. Yeah, and my favorite is they have this like foot care lotion, which, you know what? It's the summer, sandal season, your feet, you got to have your feet looking fresh. I decided to put a bunch of these in my in my guest bathroom because I like to pamper the shit out of my guests. I want them to feel special that's when they come very, to my house. That's very nice of you. And you know, not only is it pampering, it's made from good stuff. And they've got the awards to prove it. They were awarded the Green Brand Seal for the third time in 2017. Very cool. Very cool. And guys, check them out for 15% off your first order. Go to knipe.com. That's K-N-E-I-P-P.com and use our promo code SINGLE at checkout. That's knipe.com, K-N-E-I-P-P.com. Use our promo code SINGLE at checkout. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, first up, we have an email from an anonymous listener. She writes, first off, love the show. I'm hopelessly single and have been for some time, but I need some advice. I recently went on a date with an awesome man. I could tell he was into me. We kissed and he even texted me later that night to say he had a great time. I know I should be only investing the same amount as he is, but it seems like we will never talk unless I start the conversation. Oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah. 
I'm not the type of girl that needs to talk every day, and he always replies in a positive manner that makes me think he is still interested, but he doesn't move anything forward. You're on the bench. Yeah. That's what I think. I think so. Already. All right, but let's keep right. going. We finally set up plans for another date last Friday, then nothing. I reached back out Friday afternoon in a playful way, asking if he still wanted to get together that night or if he was too busy. He responded he was still up for drinks, then later on texted me very apologetically, though, that he wanted to reschedule because he wanted us to actually have time and not feel like he was rushing and that he wasn't sure what time he was going to leave work. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Mm. Okay. I mean, I believe that he's really busy, but maybe he's too busy to date. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I randomly ran into him the next day at a sports bar with my friend. Ooh. Can I just say, if he was free that day, right. why didn't he reschedule? Because she's not a priority. He would prefer to be out at a sports bar with friends and hanging out with you. And that should be like the biggest. That's that's like that's the answer that you need. OK, but yeah. keep going. Super frustrating. OK, so right. He was at a sports bar with his friends. He came up to me. He gave me a hug and apologized again, saying he should be free next week, any night but Monday. And I said the same. We didn't plan anything out specifically. It's now Wednesday and I have heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Surprise, I surprise. I don't know if he isn't a great texter, is really busy with work, or just isn't interested. I think all of the, all of the above. <laughs> I do know him through family friends, so I know he isn't a player or an asshole. Should I give up on him? The mixed signals are really driving me crazy. Okay, here's what I have to say. It, he is giving mixed signals, but he's not. Like, if you read between the lines, it's, like, pretty clear. He, I don't think he's an asshole. He's not. It's not like he's, like, cheating on his girlfriend or doing anything, like majorly assholey but it's very clear that that kind of like the title of the book he's just not that into you which is okay it's not you it's just there's not the strong enough chemistry where he's so excited to see you and so into you he would rather spend time at work or rather go to a sports bar with his friends like perhaps he is dating somebody else not in like a playery way but just like he's like yeah I'm interested in that girl but like uh, I don't know I'm like not that excited because if he's excited to see you he's gonna make time for you and he would have you know and I think maybe when he sees you he's like oh yeah she's really nice and like you know you know I do want to go out there and then and then he like doesn't and then he thinks about it and like doesn't get that excited and doesn't go ahead and make the plans. So perhaps you're on the bench where he's dating someone else that he's a little bit more into than you. So he keeps making plans with you and then, you know, something else keeps coming up that's more exciting, unfortunately. Or or he he's a little bit into you but not that into you and maybe he's not that has nothing to do with him dating anyone else. It's just like a matter of fact that like he's like kind of keeping you around as a potential but he's just not that excited and you got to move on from him. So it's annoying that he doesn't just like completely stop texting you, but people are narcissists. But it sounds like if you stop texting him, he probably will, which is not a good sign. Yeah. Like he could be a bad texter, but if he likes you, he eventually will get in touch with you. And you've already made it clear that you're interested. You don't have to make any more moves. Like let him do some work. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice that he's not like totally ghosting you, but that's also because you know him through family friends. So he's not going to be rude to you, which is True. good. It holds him like a little accountable. He's not going to ghost you, but he's clearly not that interested. So should your question was, should I give up on him? I say yes. Unless he like makes a major turnaround and like really. Yeah. But I don't see that happening. It's like proactive. But yeah, I think move on. Talk to other people. 
Yeah, talk to other people. You need someone that's like very excited about you. You yeah. you deserve better. You you've been like you you gave it like plenty of a chance, and at this point, just like move on. Yeah, agreed. Okay, next up, the <laughs> the question we've all been waiting for. She writes, "I'm si- I'm a 63 year old widow who just started dating again." So I went on one date with D, a widower. He canceled the next date as he had walking pneumonia. Ooh. I mean, that's what happens when you're in your 60s and you're dating. You get walking pneumonia. Um, yeah, it can be very serious. Um, since then, he's called me to chat and to have phone sex a few times, which I enjoyed. He doesn't Yeah, call. you do. Yeah, you do, girl. He doesn't call on weekends, which means weeknight phone sex. What an animal. Uh, <laughs> He doesn't call on weekends. Okay, it's only been two weeks since I met him. Any insights into this? I'm okay with just the phone sex for now. If that's all it is, I would like to see him again. All right. Uh, Get it, you 63-year-old. And All right, all right. I feel like we're focusing too much on her Okay, sorry. Girl, you are spry. You are spry, yes. (laughs) And you're dating someone with walking pneumonia, and that happens. All right. (laughs) At this point, if you – this is what I would say to you. At this point, if you have not already, I would just straight up and ask him what the deal is and say, are you just into phone sex and having a connection but are not into anything serious? I like your attitude of being open to that. You know, everyone's got different needs after all. Maybe his need is just like he wants attention and he wants phone sex, but he doesn't really want anything physical and that's totally fine. But I think your question is super valid that you just kind of want to know what's up. And if it is phone sex, you've already said you're totally down for that. But you just don't want to have this question in the air of are you guys going to see each other again? So I would just say that you need some clarity to know what the deal is. Some people just like the attention and that could be fun for both of you. You just need to know. And the only way is to simply ask. I will say that I technically agree with everything you just said, but it is important to keep in mind that it's only been two weeks. So I do think you can hold off. For a second on like confronting him and being like, what's going on? What are you doing? Because maybe. Well, don't he, even confront well, him like that. Or, but you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't confront him like a neurotic Like you Angela. don't have to be like, what is this? What are we doing? Like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fine with it, whatever. You know, because like if he did have pneumonia, that does take a week or so to get over. And it's been two weeks since you met him. So. That's a good point. He might just be getting over the pneumonia, but like he's too weak to meet you in person, but not too weak to like talk. Right. About I, his penis. I think like. If you give it a, yeah, well, (laughs) that can be very healing for some men. Um, I think like if you give it a month, that's enough time to know if he's full of shit or not. You know, like you'll, you'll like, you'll start to see a pattern if he actually does want to meet up with you or if he just wants to have phone sex. And then at that point, I think you're in a better position to be like, hey, what's going on here? That's a great call, Angela. I missed the whole, I missed that it had only been two weeks. So I'm really glad you pointed that out. Um, I hope that's helpful. Let us know what goes on. I would also love to like, I'm just curious to know what your phone sex, not to get in your personal business, but I've never been good at phone sex personally. Me either. I w- we would love some tips. So let us know. Yeah. Please write out a transcript. <laughs> uh, if any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny text messages from an app that you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. And you can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is getting past date three. This was inspired by an email a few weeks back from someone who said they were constantly going on dates with guys but not getting past two to four dates. So we 
decided to kind of expand on the advice that we gave in that episode and come up with a do's and don't list to help you put yourself in the best position to get past those few tricky dates. Also, we want to remind people that, you know, those first few dates are all about getting to know each other. So you're not always going to get past date number three if the chemistry just isn't there. So don't take it personal. And also just whatever you do, you know, pay attention to if you're really into the person also. So Angelo, you do the do's and I'll do the don'ts. We'll go back and forth. Sounds good. Okay. This is something that you say a lot. Do be easy breezy fun. Yes. Be easy. And for that, don't be negative about work and talk shit on exes or be picky about the place at the very beginning, you know, hide your neurosis. Be easy. It's like easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. But like, that's like what my friends and I joke with each other. You just want to be like basically the most easy, breezy version of yourself. Yeah. Like still yourself, but the best version of yourself. Yeah. Because eventually all the other stuff's going to come out, but you hope that all that kind of like your pickiness about food and places and opinionated version of yourself. By the time that comes out, they're already obsessed with you. And that's what you hope. And then they and then they don't look at those as negatives. They just look at them as a part of your personality. And that's the goal. Right. And to be clear to to my negative Nancy's out there, who I am as well, like you can still throw in a little like self-deprecating humor, you know, be you, but just don't make it be like overbearing Debbie Downer. A hundred percent. Yeah, because you want to wait to be Debbie Downer once they're already obsessed with you. Like, sometimes I'm just in a mood and I'll, like, you know, I'll, like, Nick and I went on a hospital tour. And they, like, well, no, actually, we did not go on the hospital tour. That's what, that's what, that's what, uh, that's the problem. We went to the hospital to do the tour and they were like, oh, you will only let you do the tour if you buy the class. And I was, like, not in the mood. And I was like, oh, oh, so the only way for me to tour the hospital for my birth is to give you money? To give you money? <laughs> I can't just do it. I can't see your freaking uh, maternity wing for free. And then you and turned around and Nick was hiding behind a Nick chair. was basically <laughs> hiding. And here's the thing. We've been together for quite a while. We're about to celebrate our, you know, three-year anniversary. If I had, like, yelled at some hostess at a restaurant like that, probably wouldn't have gotten date number two. Right. But... I was able to... Also, you know, don't yell at the hostesses. They're just trying to do their job. (laughs) Never. And in general, just don't be the person... Yes. You should always be the nicest to hostesses, to uh, uh, assistants, to... to, You see the same people on the way up as you do on the way down. Yeah. But but this day, I was not having it. So whoever was at the front desk at the hospital got my little tood because I was (laughs) not happy about having to pay to get a hospital tour. And, um, you know, not the best version of myself. So right. you, you hide that for for when you've been together like eight years. Right. Well, because Nick knows you, he knows that it wasn't how you treat everyone. It's just how <laughs> when you are In a mood. provoked, when you poke the bear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. What else? What's number two? Uh, number two, ask questions about them. People love to talk about themselves. They are narcissists and they will feel more connected to you if they feel like you know a lot about them. So don't do all the talking. Yes. Number three, do date other people. Keep all the fires burning. Do not only date them and become obsessed early on. Yes. Do be the prize. Yes. Don't feel like you are desperate for them to call you. Remember, these first few dates are about both of you deciding whether you're into each other. It's not just all on them. It's just as much on on you deciding. So like, don't feel like they're the judge. You are the judge too. Yes. 
do share something interesting and specific about yourself that shows you are in an in that you are an independent person with their own happy life who is just looking for someone who adds to their already happy life. Don't share too much TMI. You got to let that slowly roll out. You can listen to our episode on TMI for some more details on that. Yeah, that kind of relates to our first one. Yeah. Um, do answer why are you still single by saying dating is fun. I'm looking for someone, but I'm happier alone than settling. Yeah, you don't want to look like someone's like desperate or like, oh, it's I'm single because everyone sucks and I've never met anybody. And, and also don't, you know, talk about exes in, in detail to be like, well, I'm single because my ex was a piece of shit, you know? Right. I think like it, it can be fun to like swap like terrible messages you've gotten, but don't make it look like that's the only thing you're getting because then it's like they're like, well, what's wrong with you? Like uh-huh. you want to seem like a hot commodity. Yes. Um, uh, okay, do give people a reason if you aren't into them, but keep it short, friendly, and sweet. Like, thank you so much, but I started dating someone else and things got more serious. Good luck. You'll find someone great because you're great. Because the reason that we think you should do that is because you never know. For me, I sent that almost that exact text to someone that I had, that I was like, supposed that I've been talking to was supposed to go on a date with and then when things didn't work out with my boyfriend I reached back out to them and because I had ended things so well we went on a date still didn't work out (laughs) but you know you never know I did something similar with a person that I was dating around the time I met Ian and if things don't work out with Ian I assume that I'm still in good terms with that person there you go uh and don't for number seven on the other side of that coin don't ghost be a mature adult yes Finally, do be honest with yourself and decide if you genuinely enjoy this person's company more than being by yourself or hanging with your friends. So don't keep going out with someone on date number four if you just are not excited by date number three. You're going to know by date number three. It's so true. So many people are like, oh, I don't know. They're nice. and still on the fence. No, you know. You know. If you're still on the fence by date number three, done. I call the people that you're still on the fence with good on paper because I tried to keep going out with people that I thought were good. I'm like, oh, they're really cute. They went to a great school. They've got a great job. They're really nice. They call me. Like, oh, every single thing is there, but I'm just not excited. So, you know, just don't keep keep stringing it along. There's no point. when you have to remember that not every single thing is there because chemistry is super important and they can be great. But if you don't have chemistry, just it's not going to work. You can't fake that. On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Date number three is a tricky date. It's the date where you really start to see if you enjoy being around someone's company and if you want to continue seeing them. There's a lot of pressure put on getting past date number three because there's something special about that number, Angela? About the number three? Is Would there, you agree? There's something special? There's something very special about the number three. And we're going to break down other things that come in threes in a game we call the, the magical, magical, wonderful rule of threes. Are you ready for our rapid fire things that come in threes? <laughs> I'm so ready. Go. Three little bears. The wilderness rule of threes. You can survive for three minutes without air, oxygen, or an icy water. 
I didn't know that one. You can survive three minutes of severe bleeding. I didn't know that one either. You can survive for three days without water if sheltered from a harsh environment. No way. You can survive for three weeks without food if you have water and shelter. There's also the comedy rule of threes. The rule of three or power of three suggests that things that come in threes are funnier, more satisfying, more effective, and or more memorable than other numbers of things. Hence, in listing examples of things, three are usually provided. There's also Destiny's Child. TLC. Three little kittens that lost their mittens. Three members of Hanson. Snap, Crackle, and Pop from Rice Krispies. The three riches from Hocus Pocus, including one that is Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> yeah. Charlie's Angels. The three little pigs. A three-piece suit. The number of names in Joseph Gordon-Levitt's name. <laughs> Harry, Hermione, and Ron. Three feet in a yard. Three wheels in a tricycle. Three wise men. Three cousins of Donald Duck. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, bitch. Three colors on a stoplight. Uh, three parts of a personality, your id, ego, and superego. Three earth divisions, the core, the mantle, the crust. Three ring notebooks. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Paper, rock, scissors. Three trimesters of pregnancy. And oh my God, I listed 28 things that come in threes and didn't get to 30. Wow. <laughs> that has the number three in it. I think I just failed. Can we come up with two more real quick? Um, okay, I got one. You're wearing a Pee Wee Herman shirt. Three... P, we, oh no, that's four <laughs> syllables, full <laughs> syllables. All right, we got to, um, two more. We got to get to the number 30 because that has the number three and I failed. Surely there are other pop groups with three people. The Cheetah Girls? Were the Cheetah Girls threes? Sure. And uh, so then Raven Simone kind of came and joined them. I don't know. They were uh, questionable. I have three pom-poms on my keychain. Okay. There are three people in this room, me, Laura, and producer Nick. Oh, uh, and Sammy, that's She's four. not a people. All right. Fine. On that is your roundup of magical things that come in threes. Ooh, we did it. So good luck on that third date. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Yep, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social, so follow us on Instagram and Twitter for updates from us at Your Single Show. If you would like some personal updates, you can follow me at Sparodactyl on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. I don't tweet that much, but I'm at Laura Lane on Twitter. But you can follow my bump dates. My bump dates on the Insta. <laughs> yes. Um, we're, uh, you can also... Like and subscribe on iTunes. I feel like sometimes people forget that that's a thing that you can do, but it's totally a thing you can do. And it helps us. It does. So thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 da. That was a HeadGum Podcast.